Hey guys, I just want to give you a heads up right on the top of the show. Shirts are on sale between June 15th, t-shirts, uh, and July 6th. After July 6th, the shirts will be gone. And they're over at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Shirts has the links to the two shirts we have. And pictures, and they're uh, in a, a, a different shapes and sizes and colors for each shirt. Uh, maybe, but if you have any feedback to the shirts, hit me up. Uh, you know, thank you. And on to your regular scheduled programming. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me. We're the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. Uh, we, we do it with a bedtime story. All you have to do is get in bed. Turn out the lights and press play. We're going to do the rest. And what we're going to do is we're going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing through, whatever's racing through your brain. When I, when I say a safe place, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to distract you from that. I'm going to try to be as lulling, soothing, meandering, dulling, lulling, and boring as possible. You know, but with just enough stuff to, to distract all that stuff that's running, you'll say, okay, I'll listen to this. But, you know, I'm not totally engaged, but I'm engaged enough to stop thinking about it. If your first couple times here, I was all I can, honestly, I can tell you is if you're having trouble getting to sleep, try it out. I hope it works for you. It's a little bit different than a guided meditation or an ASMR video. A little bit more ridiculous, a little bit more silly. And a little bit more, and not all, I mean, those things are different than the norm. This is just, you're taking a whole different path, you, you know, just just different. And instead of making some metaphor like I usually do or try to describe the different parts of your brain, I'll tell you, why, why do I do a long podcast? Well, one, I like to tell stories, and I enjoy it, and this creates a safe place for me to tell stories, and I can I find I tell overindulgent Stories that have neither twists or, nor turns, but bends and meanders instead of twists and turns. Instead of climaxes and anticlimaxes and denouements or whatever denouements, uh, we you know we have a, a steady trickle of of of, of uh, something like events. So that's re- what reason one why I do it. Reason two. You know, I thought I'd try it out. I said, well, let me try this out. Me and my brother used to tell each other boring, lulling stories to fall asleep when we shared a room. Seems to work for some people. That's another good reason to do it. But the main reason, the most driving reason is some some sense in me that, you know, I might not understand or know what you're going through, but I can relate to it. And, and, and I still have this... Uh, very solid connection. When I was in like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, I had terrible insomnia. And I was having a real hard time in school. And my mind would be racing, my heart would be racing, my anxiety would be racing because I would be afraid to go to sleep. Or I couldn't go to sleep because I couldn't, couldn't, uh, I didn't think I'd be able to deal with the next day at school. So I'd spend up all night worrying and even though I knew I was worrying, even though people told me not to worry, even though people said, here, try this, drill, there was nothing I could do that, that, I, that could get me to sleep. And this isn't to, to rehash any emotions with you guys, but I felt, felt like no one understood me. Even if someone wanted to help me, they couldn't because they said they, they just couldn't get it. And that it was not just like, a, it was just like something you could get over or turn on or off. You know, it was something I couldn't understand or even grasp onto to deal with. And also it was incredibly painful. I think that's the one thing about not being able to sleep that people, that maybe it's just people that can sleep don't get it. To me, it's not only an emotional rigor or rigmarole and incredibly emotionally trying. To me, it's almost, it is physically painful. And it's one of those strange places where your body and your your mind and your emotions collide. And it becomes an incredibly trying thing, and then it self-perpetuates. And then it makes it hard to find. If you're having trouble 
sleeping because you're having trouble in school, and then, you know, it, it goes on and it goes on. And, and and so that's why I do the podcast. And in some sense, it's a little bit of a fool's errand because I can't go back in time and fix that uh, as much as I try. You know, I can't go back and help that little boy that I once was. And in some sense, maybe that's all they can do now is try to do this podcast. And uh, I don't know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. A lot of this is counterintuitive. And the reason I try, I, this isn't just a straight, boring podcast, though some people may may argue, it might be arguable, is that the one thing that, that gave me some solace when I had that insomnia was this radio show called Dr. Demento, which was a comedy radio show where people like Weird Al Yankovic would come on and play songs and they would tell jokes and that show was usually on Sunday nights for two hours, and I can remember. And this was, you know, back when you had to listen to the radio; you couldn't just uh, download something or stream it. And Sunday nights were always the worst for me because I hadn't been at school for two days, and I fell into a fantasy that I would never have to return. Which Sunday afternoon started to sleep. Oh boy! But this show was on Sunday nights, and it just distracted me. And then didn't necessarily help me fall asleep, but it soothed me. And it gave me a companion in that long, dark night. You know, and I don't think that's what Dr. Demento ever intended. And that's not necessarily the, the high—I'm not shooting for the stars here. But maybe if I'm a little bit silly, a little bit overindulgent with my ridiculousness. And I don't know, it's to say, hey, you know, if I can't help people fall asleep— at least they can try to make you laugh or be a silly companion or take you on a little little journey. Uh, so that's why I do the podcast. And I do my best. It's not, you know, I do the best I can. And that's what I do. And I hope you like it. This is your first couple of times here. I hope it helps you fall asleep or I hope it helps you pass some time. But if it doesn't, that's that's cool too. You know, there's plenty of other stuff out there. Audiobooks, guided meditations, ASMR. Good, actual, interesting podcast with great voices that you might be able to fall asleep to. But this is the one I'm doing. It's called Sleep With Me, and it's a podcast that's here to put you to sleep. And that's what I hope I do tonight. I hope I help you fall asleep. All right, housekeeping. You can find us on the web at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. Also on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher of choice. Uh, which may or may not include Pocket Cast or Stitcher. I, I, I'm on Android. I use Pocket Cast, but, you know, everybody, there's Overcast, Podcast Attic, Dog Cat, plenty of stuff out there. Now, if you need to get a hold of me, the best way to do it is on Twitter, at Dear Scooter, or on Facebook, Sleep With Me Podcast. That's where we I post all the bloopers and stuff. And Twitter just gives it, a, it makes it the easiest to get a hold of people. It's pretty easy on Facebook. You can also give me an email, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com, or you can comment on the website. All wonderful ways. Love to hear from you. Uh, Sleeper Summer is uh, underway. People are talking about it, kicking around ideas. If you think you'd be interested in leaving a voicemail or recorded audio that I, maybe I'll play on the show, of like how you how you've been encouraged. This will be the first segment of audio clips I'm asking for, of uh, audio clips. Uh, you know, a few 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 like a minute or two of you saying, "Hey, this person encouraged me." You know, keep it anonymous or not, whatever first name. But how someone encouraged you or got you to kick off a project, and then in probably July we'll start talking about our projects. But if that's something you're interested in, I'll sign up for a. I have a phone number. I think I can use a Google Voice number. But then I would also sign up for a, uh, what do you call it, a uh, SpeakPipe number, a SpeakPipe thing that you could just do through the website. So if that's something that appeals to you guys, or you think there's some of you out there, and you say, geez, I'm going to get on, uh, on the show, uh, let me know about that, and then I'll sign up for it. If you think that's a good outlet for that, uh, let me know. Or, you know, Sleep or Summer... We could use a hashtag. 
Uh, newsletters out there, sleepwithmepodcast.com newsletter. I'm slowly getting the hang of creating a newsletter, keeping notes to stack it, and saying, oh, geez, I wonder if this, you know, snuck by people, and, and saying, oh, this is, a, I've been listening to parts of episodes that are a year old. So I'll go ahead and sign up for that sleepwithmepodcast.com slash newsletter. And then shirts launch today. Uh, it's uh, Right now it's Monday night. As I recorded the housekeeping portion of the show, the rest of the show's recorded. But shirts launched today, and um, let's see, it looks like it's going pretty well. Now, the reason I chose this company is they come highly recommended, and they do everything. Because as I said, I just don't wouldn't have the time to do the shirts myself, even with help. It's just not. So they, you, you, you're buying the shirt from that company. Uh, the name of the company is uh, Teespring, Teespring, I think. And uh, the, the shirts, you know, they have the brands of the shirts, but their printing is top-notch from what I hear. And that's from big podcasters and small podcasters. So the shirts are up at com slash shirts or shirt. Or you can go to teespring.com and you can find it. There's two shirts, one with our traditional logo on there and then one with Sleep With Me podcast, you know, Sleep With Me written in huge letters. And I try to get a variety of colors and, and, and shapes and sizes and uh, styles of actual shirts. And you can peruse that for each one. Uh, but this is the first time we're doing it. It's, it's going to be, you know, I- imperfect, but, you know, we're going to do our best. And, uh, you know, the launch process, I already I mean, I said, geez, well, I won't know if I'd do that again. You know, I learned, I learned a couple lessons already in the last 24 hours. Now we're getting an obscene amount of help in a good obscene way from Scotty and Jennifer. So we're indebted to them with these shirts, uh, uh, Scotty's been unbelievable with his his arting and his vectoring. So I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think if there's anything. Oh, so the way this company works is, uh, you know, they they take they say, geez, we want you to sell like fifty or a hundred shirts. Now there's not only fifty or a hundred shirts. And if for some reason we sell fifty or less than a hundred shirts, the shirts will still get made. It just won't be. So the 50 and the 100 on there are just goals because they want you to hit a certain number, you know, because they're taking the risk or whatever. But even if there's a couple of shirts, they'll still print them. They'll just keep all the money. Well, not a big deal. But so those numbers on there, it's, it's, it's kind of like Kickstarter or whatever. The shirts only going to be on sale 21 days, so this company only prints them once. And that way they know how much it costs them, and then they say, okay, you sold this many shirts, we'll give you whatever percentage of that. But they're doing all the work, which is very—and and like I said, I've gotten first-hand reports. I said, geez, I got my shirt, for, you know, I'm a podcaster. I got my shirts, my people got my shirts, and they're nice. Uh, so that's the shirts. If you have any feedback, don't hold back, because we'll probably do this again in a year or something, or maybe, I don't, I don't know. Maybe we'll have a holiday shirt, you know, present drops or something. Who knows? But these two styles of shirts, this will be the only time they're sold, and and it'll be gone on July 6th, I think, is the date. So that's shirts. You'll hear more about it. Now, this episode coming up here is brought to you by the post office box and another tea drop and another some book drop in there that I mentioned in the other show, so... Uh, thank you to everyone involved in that. I want to thank Chris Posty Poster Center does our music over at soundslikeanearful.com. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer, who I've said are in charge of our iconic artwork. I want to thank our Nodderators that run our Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, Alexandra and Laura. On uh, Facebook, I heard from Mark CHS, his extra initials, a semi-new listener, Dustin L., and I also heard from Dustin S., who gave me some T-shirt tips. I also heard from Patty, Julie, Katie, my brother, Ted, was helping out Laura, and Chelsea and Bo. And then on Twitter, Kate S., Eli, Misconduct, T, everybody T, and our, our buddy Andrea. And uh, 
then an email talk about uh, a coalescence or something. We heard from Carly, but we also heard from Siobhan and Yvonne. Like, I think within the same 24-hour period. So that's pretty cool, I think. That's like, uh, uh, Siobhan, Siobhan, I think it's pronounced Siobhan, but it's, uh, it's, it's not spelled. I mean, I had definitely had some trouble with that. And Yvonne, Yvonne, I think is how you say that. I really punched those there. So sorry if you were asleep, but I said, geez, what is the odds? of two first names going so well together, and they both via email. Also from Shay, Miss M, Julie C. Over on, uh, of all places, YouTube, we're from our buddy Jesus. I think that's how you say, you say There's something in the middle, though. But I said, is that Jesus? Or, so I don't know, and then Nuxy Tube. I don't think you're a bot, Nuxy Tube. So I hope you're not because you're really, you know, making some nice comments about the podcast too. And then over on iTunes, if you have a chance to give us an iTunes review, it'd be great. But we got a nice uh, uh, review from Christy B, who said she's never finished a single episode. And she said, my droning voice has been putting her to sleep for months. Bizarre and boring stories wash away the pesky nocturnal voices that remind me of grad school papers I need to finish, emails at work, and, you know, the stuff going on in her brain. Listen to me is like chugging a bottle of wine and passing out while giggling and muttering nonsense. Minus the hang, minus alcohol, without the hangover. So, she says, basically, it's nothing like a bottle of wine. But give it a try. So, thank you, Christy. Bay. And I don't know if anything just love a bear, love a bear, love a bear, love a bear. It's not Christmas time, but I want to thank you for your reviewing, reviewing. Soon your thank you will go away. Like right now, thank you for your review, love a bear. And I think that's it. Thank you so much, and I hope I help you fall asleep. All right, everybody. Uh, it's me, uh, Scooter. And uh, believe it or not, this is a milestone episode. It crept up on us once again. It's episode number 250, which is amazing. 250 episodes of uh, I Can't Believe It. And soon our iTunes feed's actually going to be full, but but I'll be ta- I'm making an announcement about that down the road here a little bit, uh, because at least on iTunes they only let you have uh, 300 episodes or 301 episodes in the feed. Well, older episodes will be out. We'll, we'll talk about it when it happens. Um, but I remember way back it was either episode 100 or 150. Uh, I can't believe I made it to a hundred episodes, and then I made it a hundred. I can't believe that it's such a it's such an honor and a pleasure to be able to do this podcast. And one of the great pleasures of this podcast is interesting. You know, I get to involve people that live nearby me. Now, just heads up, this is an array episode, so I don't want anybody to get too excited. I think it was maybe it was episode a hundred. We had I was like, wow. Made it 200 episodes. Made it to 100 episodes. And I guess I made it to 200 episodes. Now we're at 250. And uh, what's my point? Well, so I decided, I decided to see. The timing worked out great because I had this guest lined up. Who was here for another milestone episode, either 100 or 150. Unfortunately, I can't remember. And he's giving me a look. But I'm going to turn the mic over to, uh, I know at least one person's favorite care, uh, favorite guest on the show, and he hasn't been here in a while. So those of you that are new, you'll be, you'll probably be able to figure out this person, but he's a kind of a roommate now or invalid, invalid, is invalid an okay term for so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to turn the mic over. I'm going to pause it to turn over to Bernie the Butterfly. <laughs> 
Okay, very good. Okay, here we go. Oh, I know how I've been on the podcast before. Right? Okay, test, test, test. Well, why, hello, you humans. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Podcast Boy, for uh, uh, in- inviting me on as a guest now in the uh, whatever the aptitude of honesty or whatever the sunshine act of podcasting. Uh, why don't we just you, you say, oh, boy, you're so lucky to have a burning butterfly in big episode 250. We're so glad to be here. Not, not true. Because uh, Bernie Butterflies, get, you know, you know, every once in a while, you know where you stand in the celebrity kingdom when you get bumped. Every once in a while, you hear somebody and they'll complain. They'll say, I got bumped off of Letterman or Leno, whatever the new guy's names are. And they'll say, I was the third guest I got bumped off because freaking Jack Hanna's uh, rooster took a crap on the desk and, they, you know, it took too long to clean it up and it was funny. Now, this podcast guy, one, he ain't famous. Two, I don't know who the hell he thinks he is. And uh, can you at least introduce yourself, Bernie? Oh, I'll, I'll believe me, I'm going to introduce myself. Believe me. But first, I have to clear the friggin' air. Okay, thanks for not yelling on Mike. But Okay, he said thank you for not yelling on Mike, which I have learned my microphone technique. Check, check, one, two. But so he says, oh, we're so happy to be in the paradise of the world, the utopia that I've created with my little podcast. So I was scheduled to come on for the past friggin' month. And now I live here in his uh, tiny friggin' apartment. But uh, every time he says, Bernie, can you, you're going to be on the show uh, tomorrow. Are you going to be ready to record? And I said, no. And he said, well, you don't have a choice because I, I'm your caretaker and I need you to do this. And then he said, oh, well, this is a good... And then I said, okay, tell me what, what you want me to talk about so at least I don't look like a you know, total, total, you know, what I mean. Like, well, the podcast guy, I, I'm not here to meander or lull. Now, maybe some of you find me soothing because, you know, it takes me a while to get to the point because I'm so friggin' irritated, but... uh he says, I want you to come on. It's the graduation season, which, you know, graduation season starts the second week of May. It ends about two weeks ago, maybe last week, which was my last scheduled appearance. But he says, oh, well, this this story went so well. I'm sorry, Bernie. We were gonna, oh, I got a box of tea in the mail. loop de doo Bernie, look, I cleaned out a tea drawer. I'm going to have, would you like some tea? No, I'm a freaking butterfly. I don't drink tea. And a lot of you might say, well, geez, this butter, who is this guy? Why is he so angry? And how's this going to freaking help me? Oh, boy, you're going to complain to me. How are you going to help me fall asleep? Yeah, that's the podcast. Please, Bernie, please please just, uh, just try to be helpful. I help you. Okay, uh, so uh, let me give you my bio here. My name is uh, Bernie the Butterfly. I was a happy butterfly. Well, maybe at some point the podcast guy put a, 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 a PR release out. He said, hey, is there anybody in, in nature's kingdom uh, that you, wants to come speak for Mother Nature? Now, Mother Nature... Now, a humble brag uh, said, hey, Bernie, you, you're quite the, uh, you know, we get somebody that can get to the point and when nature talks back, boom. That's what, that was the audition. She, uh, they said, we're looking, okay, there was an audition, and I showed up at the audition. It was an open audition. It was from Mother Nature, and she said she was looking for creatures from her kingdom. Uh, okay, secretly, I want to be famous, but she said, we're looking for creatures from her kingdom. Uh, for a segment called Nature Talks Back. And I walked in, I took the microphone, I said, Nature Talks Back, boom, microphone, I dropped that thing. I said, that's it, right? And Mother Nature said, oh, well, uh, uh, do, do, do you have anything about nature to add? And I said, uh, plight of the butterflies. And she said, you said plight so clearly that there's no way for me to confuse it with flight of the butterflies. And I said, that's why you're Mother Nature, my dear. And then she said, well, well, boom, you, you, you. so 
I came on this podcast, and Nature Talks Back, to try to explain to the friggin' humans. Uh, starting with butterfly enemy number one, LeVar Burton, who still has not apologized to the butterfly community, as far as I know. And I said, hey, humans, see, here's some things you could learn about butterflies that we might not like, like putting us in songs without our permission, uh, Mr. Burton. And then I said, hey, you know how much you don't give your kids butterfly nets? That's not very nice. And I just tried to relay, you know, how, what it's like to be a butterfly. And I thought it would be over and done with. But then all the butterflies, they made a big to-do. And then I stopped. They, they said, hey, Bernie, why don't you take it easy? You really did a good job. Especially with the LeVar Burton. And they said, you know, we, we really liked how you said that. It's not nice. that not that great being a butterfly. It's a hell of a lot of work. Oh, one thing the butterflies wanted me to note uh, my next appearance, which is now. Flying's not a, flying's a lot of work. Okay, to, okay, just so you people know that. It's not like we're like, oh boy, we're flying, whoop did dee like the podcast boy with his friggin' tea. And you know, they do, and anyway, you, you friggin', he's listing the, oh boy. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, what was my point? So then... I thought my life, I thought this podcast guy would be out of my life. And then I freaking run into a spider web. Who rescues me but the podcast boy? And then he says, oh, let me nurse you back to health by getting you addicted to Gatorade. And then uh, you, you asked me. For, okay, this is my segment, please. Please, please leave the room. Okay, he's gone now, so. Maybe I'll even talk a little more quieter for you guys, if I can stay calm, which is doubtful. But it, so, you know, I had a little Gatorade problem. And then he would leave me alone, and he started drinking, he he, he started drinking these sodas in the past uh, May, maybe, March, March. And then I started drinking these sodas, and then he, he he's a little bit absent-minded professor type, if you know what I mean. And he kept being like, oh, where'd all the soda go? Now, meanwhile, he made a deal with a couple other insects, and uh, we, were, we were mainlining this soda right out of the can in the bottle, and I don't want to, you know, throw any other insects under the bus. Plus, the other ones, they didn't survive the uh, sugar overdose. Uh, but for some reason, my uh, consumption of Gatorade prepared my body on some level, for the for, but I became, then I started doing too much sugar. And even though I'd recovered from the original butterfly, I, 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 I felt terribly ill, and plus I needed sugar at all times. And then I had to, you know, I was playing with it. I said, well, I'm at the, you know, I need the sugar. I'm, you know, look at my, my wings are shaking. Look at my droopy antennae, antennae. Podcast boy, just give me a little sugar. So I've been terribly dependent on the podcast guy, and he's been trying to get me back to health. And uh, luckily, he 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 doesn't know about his Mother Nature thing. I think he thought I was as fictional because he said, "I wish I could get a hold of Mother Nature to know what to do with you." And I said, "There's no such thing. That's just a." And he said, "Well, you're a talking butterfly." And I said, "Oh boy." Uh, Maybe Santa Claus will help me at Christmas time, podcast boy. But Mother Nature is not real, so I mean she is, but you know, I didn't want him I didn't want him getting a hold of her. She'll go crazy if she finds out about this soda pop. Uh so I'm I'm getting better, I'm cutting back on my soda consumption, but that's one thing. What was my other thing? Oh, he says, Oh well maybe I should take you to a museum or a uh, a zoo. I said, Oh no, 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 no. Those are those are terrible places. They said, oh, no. You know, I made up a whole story about the... It was true. I don't want to be in a... What are you going to do? I don't want people looking at me all day long. Say, oh, let's look at that butterfly bouncing off the glass. As it is. Look at it. It's flapping its wings trying to fly around that little fish tank. And then as soon as, you know, these places are under staff now, so then a kid tries to get his hand in there. Oh, they say, okay, one thing, when it says don't tap on the freaking glass, don't tap on it. Do you have any idea what it's like being in a glass room and then you have some freaking fool tap-tap, especially in the, 
You say, oh, I'm going to use my fingernails so it's real loud. And then you also have an added anxiety of what's going to happen if the glass breaks. One, you get hit by glass. Two, you have to do, you, you, the kid's are going to try to grab you. Or someone's going to say, you hurt my kid, I'm going to take it out on you, butterfly. Uh, so that's 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 me. That's my bio. I'm Bernie the Butterfly. I know the podcast guy. I'm a butterfly. A lot of you might say, oh, what was species, butterfly, what genus, what phylum? I'd say none of your friggin' business. I don't want you stalking me. As soon as I get over this uh, sh- sugar hump that I'm on, um, I don't know if I'll be going. I mean, I, I go outside occasionally for, you know, for air. I don't know if I'll be returning to nature's kingdom in the fullest sense of the word because, you know, I said, well, it's pretty, I love TV. I love some of these human things. You got the freaking TV, you say, well, just I feel like watching this. And then you binge watch. Now, I've yet to find a place where I could binge watch Judge Judy. But I like to fantasize that Judge Judy's a butterfly. A single lady butterfly, because I think she's actually married to a judge, and he has his own show. And then I have my own, Judge Bernie. I say, hey, oh, come on into my court, humans. Let me, uh, you know, but it would be all the human. I prefer to judge all the humanity. Or what do they call that when you take a case-by-case individual basis and then you globalize it? I say, oh, oh, come on in, young man. Tell, tell me about your story here. Oh, you uh, plucked the wings off of a grasshopper. Well, first of all, grasshoppers don't have wings. That's another creature. Maybe. I don't freaking know. What do I look like? A Jack Hanna? Uh, second, humans are evil. Uh, you know, put, put this in the, you know, one more proof. Uh, for punishment, you know, uh, I don't know. I would think of some punishments, but, the, you know, I don't think that would be very soothing for your sweet little ears because that's my podcast guy's looking in right now. And, you know, to sweet, uh, sweeten it up. Hey, hey, we're doing great in here. Thank you for checking on me uninvitedly. But I'm just, okay, well, I'm just wondering if you're going to do the graduation speech stuff. Oh, okay. I'll get right, I'll get right to that, sir. It'll be my pleasure. I'm just wondering if you're going to do that. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, I would come up with punishments, but I think I would be a good, pretty good judge, you know, and then I could go home, me and Judge Judy, butterfly Judge Judy, and then one day we could have a, you know, a judge, you know, a tribunal, butterfly tribunal with LeVar Burton, and whatever, the, you know, Burton might come clean and say, well, geez, these are the Captain Kangaroo and Mr. Rogers were behind the uh, reading Rainbow. I'm only a pleasant figurehead, you know, actually I'm a, you know, I've been, you know, I have this proof. And I'd say, oh, geez, Mr. Burton, a double penalty for uh, throwing your friends under the bus. And, uh, but so the podcast guy, he, he originally, weeks ago, uh, months ago at this point, or a month ago, uh, he was showing me YouTube videos of commencement speeches and he said, oh, Bernie, I got a great idea. You could do a commencement speech for, for my listeners and pretend they're graduating from high school or college and give them some words of wisdom. Now, meanwhile, if you could have been there and seen me my, my laughing, if you've ever seen, I, I, I could grab my, my, my abdomen and I was laughing. I said, for the humans, you want me to give them some advice? Oh, boy, this guy. But he was serious, which was even more disturbing. Even though I was laughing, he said, are you coughing? I said, I'm laughing. At what? Uh, your freaking idea. And he said, does that mean you'll do it? And I said, oh, boy. And then he had his little dropper of uh, soda with caffeine. And he said, Bernie, no more, you know. And I said, okay, I'll do it. You know, he slowly weaned You know, he said, it weaned me off after this. I did this. And... uh so he said, could you come on, you could could talk about some books, you could, you know, uh, do some worldly wisdom, but try, you know, try to, Bernie, try to make it inspirational. And maybe by inspiring others, you'll find some positive things about humans and a way to connect, and maybe you'll feel better, Bernie, because I think part of this whole soda thing 
and your lethargy is, you know, that you, you know. And I said, do not try to analyze me, my friend. And then he says, he says, hey, Bernie, uh, you know, he kept pushing me. He said, well, something came up this week. I want to talk about this. I think it was water globules. There was something else. Couches. There was uh, freaking tea you guys gave him. And then he's like, this week, he's like, hey, Bernie, it's 2.50. That's fate. You know, maybe you should come on then. I said, okay, well, uh, and he said, by the way, could you use these uh, different teas people sent me in your speech? And I said, oh, boy, more tea for the pot boy to talk about it. And he say, I say, and then he started, but then he started, he's, he's been feeding me the tea mixed with soda saying that it's going to give me some sort of, I think, and I said, wait, this is soda in here, right? Not sweet tea. And he said, don't, because butterflies, we don't have taste buds. I just, you know, when the sugar hits my system, it hits my system. So I can't be 100% sure, you know, that I'm, but anyway, I don't know if he's just giving me tea. But he said, could you, and I said, oh, yeah. Bernie, wait, I said, what what am I, you freaking, uh, and I said, you know, Bernie's got feelings. And he, and he said, you said, told me you did not have feelings. And I said, for you, because I told him, I said, you're no Florence Nightingale. And I don't even, you know, when I was watching Back to the Future, I said, you know, don't start thinking you're, you're uh, that I'm Mrs. McFly and you're my son. And he shivered. He said, don't worry, I won't. And then I said, hey, geez, that's a twisted movie now that I'm thinking about it over here. But anyway, and then he watches, actually, I love the Game of Thrones, too, so what am I going to do? So I guess, uh, you know, I, I'll try to give a, I'll try to keep him happy, because he's not, you know, I, I, as much as I, I dislike him, there are things that are somewhat tolerable about him. Like the fact that he says, Jesus, you know, you, I was at work all day, was the TV on the whole day? And I say, yeah, I don't know, you tell me. And then he says, well, I could just check my power bill. And he says, what did you have, everything in the house? I said, maybe. I like the buzz of the electricity. And he said, please don't tell me you ran any water. I said, no, 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 you you, you fools. I know about the water. You you, you used it all. Uh, but anyway, with, with, with the rest of our time here, I'm going to do my best here to be uh, E Pluribus uh, Bernie or whatever the hell. I'm going to be getting my... Uh, you know, doctorate in, uh, you know, human evil, generalized human evil, what is that called, globalization of human evil, or generalization, I don't know. I'd be getting multiple doctorates probably. So, you know, close your eyes, put on one of those silly hats you guys wear, and one of those robes. And you say, oh, geez, if I didn't feel more more dominant and privileged enough over the animal kingdom, I'm going to put on a robe and, you know, have somebody tell us how great we are. Now, maybe I won't do that, but I'll do my best. He's looking in here. That's why I'm being so nice. And I'm just going to do my best to help you guys, you know, take two steps forward for every step back with the wisdom I've shared. He's still watching. And, uh. You know, transfer that for the greatness of both butterflies and humans. With deepest apologies on behalf of the Podman, Podguy, and myself, maybe not, to, for Bernie, you know, LeVar Burton as well. Okay, yeah, yeah no, we're, we're working just fine. Thanks for checking in on us. Okay, he's gone now. Okay, so just close your eyes and picture a nice uh, spring day. Enough wind to keep you cool. You're excited because you're moving on from something you've worked hard at. And you're nervous about the future, as all creatures are. Perfectly natural to be, you know, nervous, you know. But don't worry, you're the top of the food chain, maybe even a super, you know, above the food chain. So you're going to do whichever you want anyway. And I'm about to step out, and I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call Barney. 
but who, who is this? I say, hey, do I got it by way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, mothers and fathers, cousins and sisters and brothers, esteemed guests, uh, your, 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 your graces, you know, it's my honor to be here. Th- thank you, thank you, uh, uh, Miss President, for inter- that lovely introduction. It's my honor to be here f- for you, the graduates, as your families are here, uh, to, 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 to celebrate with you this accomplishment. I'd like to take a few minutes of your time as a butterfly and a member of the community, the greater community you're going to be moving into. You're moving out of a small community that you've spent your pastime and your highs and your lows you've had. You've, you've, some of you have nurtured your mind. Some of you probably nurtured your loins a bit too much. Laughter, chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. You know, recently I was thinking about reading a book, and I saw this book, A Short History and Nearly Everything, and it had a picture of the earth on the cover. And I said, there's nothing, the book did not look short. So I said, well, but I thought of that globe, the earth that we're all on together here, that we're all supposed to share. And I thought to myself, well, you know, as you you spent these four years here in uh, your higher education, and some of you took that literally, you know what I'm saying, you with, you know, I see you with bloodshot eyes, but that's fine. You know, we're supposed to share, but, but one thing about humans that I've learned to realize is teaching, sharing is not something uh, that comes easy to humans and, and one another. They say you're supposed to know how to do it. But I think if I could speak for the young adults in the room, and the young children I see playing around and making noise while I'm trying to make a speech here for your older siblings, that you probably can't sit still, Sills, so I don't know why the heck anybody bring you to a graduation anyway. They might as well just bring you at the end. And next time, you know, esteemed uh, trusted servants or whatever you're called up here, I want you to freaking have a, a couple bouncy houses down the road and pack all the kids in there. Uh, but, but, you know, as you've been hearing these these hollowed holes of learning, learning words like rubios, which I don't even know what that means, or ruibas or something. You probably have heard it in, in literature and nonfiction, and some of you even science types have probably said, well, I know the chemical compounds of the enzymes in that stuff. And a lot of you might feel like Alice in Wonderland that have gone down the hole because you're saying, is this really a butterfly up here speaking to me, one, in this voice and tone? And two, how much did I drink last night? What? Oh, boy, this can't be happening. Well, I tell you, it is, my friends. And I'm just trying to figure out how to help us all share that globe because you... Uh, are the result of privilege and hard work. And some of you might have had more, a lot more one and a a lot less of the other. And those of you that that had to do mostly the hard work, you might have that close to your heart. You might wear it on your sleeve, I don't know. And those of you that are here by privilege, you might not even realize it. You might be tone deaf to it, or you might be very appreciative of it. And those of you that fall somewhere in the middle, you know, you could fall anywhere in the middle of your awareness. But your awareness uh, is uh, of sharing and helping each other. It's like awareness of hearing things and making connections that don't necessarily come naturally. Like, say you're designing a tea. And you say, I'm going to call this tea Tropical White. And then the tea maker says, your, your tea partners, you say, okay, well, this is white tea, correct. But what's going to make it tropical? And that's open to an interpretation. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if it's your first time making tea, you know, 
You better, you better know what they, you say. Well, just let's just make one or two flavors. Maybe save tropical white for for something down the road. You know, when when you know what the hell you're doing. Now, recently, as I started to think about the honor of coming to speak to uh, you graduates, I saw I, I had the pleasure of listening to this young man, the pot boy, read a few books aloud because he can't read quietly in his head. And one book was called So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal, Mr. Cal Newport, a young man. Not that many years your senior. And he was talking about uh, an old paradigm of following your passion. And how once upon a time, the, the, the main book that you'll probably be getting is a gift. Instead, you know, some of you might get a car. Some of you might get a tie. Some of you might get dinner, some of you might get nothing, but a hell of a lot of you are going to get this book called What Color Is Your Parachute? And I, uh, 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 the name of the author of that book will probably come to me, or maybe not. I can picture it in my head, but I'm only a butterfly. And uh, it may or may not come to me. But Mr. Newport, in his book, he said, Well, did this book say, Follow Your Passion and Then You'll Be Happy? And as the pot boy was reading the book, he was debating out. He said, well, I don't know about that. I think it said, that what color is your parachute book? That if you uh, figure out what what you do a lot of, maybe that is a skill you're developing. And maybe you're not passionate about it. Maybe you say, hey, I'd like to do this or that. I, I don't know. I, but something a lot of you don't do is sharing, you know. That's my point. I said, well, geez, if it, and I, I ran this by a lot of other natural beings. And they said, can you just get these freaking people to share share the earth with us? I can see some of you getting distracted and uncomfortable because, you know, this is a day to celebrate and not have a confrontation with an angry butterfly. And I would say this is as calm as I get. If you, If I was angry, some of you would be weeping openly. And a lot of you would have run away already. So thank you for having me here to, to, to speak to you about this. But in this book, Mr. Newport talks about, uh, you know, well, maybe it's not about what you're passionate about. Maybe if you want to do something, you should try to become really good at it and, and challenge yourself. And if you want to have a job that's fulfilling and offers you freedom or money or fame or power, you should be really freaking good at that job and not expect them to just give it to you because you know how to match your shoes to your freaking tie or whatever the hell you you, you, you do. And, you know, say, well, geez, I don't know if that's really what the book is about. As a, as a podcast guy would be saying to me right now if he was sticking his head in here. But I would say he, this book says, hey, take this craftsman mindset about developing skills. He uses different arts like TV show writing or guitar playing. Or he talks about Mr. Steve Jobs and, you know, his path. And he uses the term uh, craftsman mindset, which is carryover from Carol Dweck's book, uh, Mindsets about are you thinking about how to get better at something or are you thinking in terms of, oh, I'm powerless to deal with this. I might as well just accept my fate. As a butterfly stuck on this earth with these humans, you just make the best of it. Or what can you take the mindset? Well, maybe I could figure out and get better and better at communicating to these buffoons. And one day they'll actually change their ways. But I would posit a third road, my friends. Because a lot of these self-help and career books, they say, hey, if you could focus, and as in this book, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, if you get better and better at these skills, people will want to hire you and say, hey, you're really good at, uh, for example, uh, Bill McKibben, I think he mentions, really good at writing about uh, uh, Mother Nature and activism. And they say, well, she says it's a pretty appealing thing. And so people want him to write books. He, he makes a living at it. He gets to do what he's passionate about. But he's so be more because of his craft of writing than his, where it, uh, it meets his passion for nature. 
but his, his ability to write is what enables him to make a living at it, not his passion about the subject. Now, I, 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 you know, I live in nature. I have wings. You know, they have patterns, and they're all mysterious. And a lot of you might not know me. You might not know my opinions about butterfly. You might say, oh, it's so mysterious, the chrysalis. And the life of a butterfly and all that, and it's so it's, it's so bathed in mystery, it makes me feel good. And you, know, you say, geez, I don't want out this butterfly's making these constant comments about what we need to do. I would rather just relax in the mystery. And this is supposed to be my day. Why is this guy constantly commenting on human beings? Well, let's put aside our disagreements here. Like a sleepy angel, I want you to trust me. And say, well, geez, why would I trust a sleepy angel? They say, geez, are you gonna, are you gonna angel me, or are you gonna fall asleep? And I would say, well, there's the uh, paradox I'm, I'm pushing you to. And I can see the people on stage. You can, they say, well, geez, this isn't a time for paradoxes or mysteries. This is supposed to be a speech where people cheer. And then I would say, well, you shouldn't have hired a butterfly. You know, you should have vetted it a little bit better. What I want to talk about, uh, one thing I've learned from a human is counterintuitive stuff. You say a sleepy angel might be your best bet. And you say that doesn't make any sense. I'd say exactly. And I'd say, what if you take these, uh, what color is your parachute? This mindset, this uh, so good they can't ignore you. And instead of taking a Bernie attitude of saying poo-poo on this and making constant negative comments about it, which is what I tend to do, or instead of taking a young person's view and saying, geez, how am I going to use this information uh, to help me get what I want, I would say to you little humans, what if you take, and another thing that comes up in this book is this 10,000 Hours of Malcolm Gladwell which I know the podcast boy gets irritated, but he says it's 10,000 focused hours. And I want to salute Mr. Newport for underlining that. It's 10,000 hours of rigorous practice, not some friggin', oh, I've ridden my bike for 10,000 hours. I'm a master bike rider. No, you're not, you fool. You're a bike rider, okay? Anyway, that might be my last constant negative comment. Uh, and I'm going to try to stay calm from here on out. Like a bed of chamomile leaves, I'm going to be as, as constantly commenting on my calmness. But again, let's take a slightly twisted view here of all these 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 uh, popular things. And they say your brain, your human brain, is plastic. Why don't we start to lay down this new thing and see if you can melt it into your plastic a little bit. You're young. And you say, well, instead of taking these ideas and saying, how can I get what I want? And I know. That's what you're filled with hopes and dreams of the road ahead. And you're seeing a road laid out in front of you. Maybe one road's full of fearful things and one road's full of uh, lovely miracle things. You hope you, you, you know, you take a bath with movie stars and you, you invent a new atom and you, you, you know, you cure some stuff and, and you get a bunch of dough and you drink champagne with, you know, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce, respect that. I respect that all. And some of you might say, what if I fail? What if I disappoint my family here? What if I don't live up to my potential? What if I don't, you know, I'm surpassed by all my peers? Natural reaction, natural reaction. But what I'm here to express, and I don't want to call it the Bernie the Butterfly Path, so we'll just go out the butterfly path. You might say, well, why? Well, butterflies... They don't fly from point A to point B. I don't know if you've ever seen this, and obviously some of you might be raising your hands and they're thinking, oh, well, I studied butterflies for the past four years with the top butterfly researcher. I'm a butterfly, my friends. So I can tell you, we can't see that far ahead. We say, well, geez, I, I kind of sense in the direction I should fly in. But I don't know if it's the fear direction or the success direction. I don't know where I'm going. 
but I know I'm going somewhere because I got some instinctual drive that's driving me. And we, in some sense, we as butterflies, we, we don't have these mammalian brains like you. Well, I do because I was hit by lightning when I was too close to a snail. And then I drank a lot of Gatorade. Long story. You can ask me about it after the speech if you wish. Well, like I said, we're going to take a slightly twisted viewpoint, you know, because they say, well, what if you take these 10,000 focused hours? What if you think about sharing and helping? And I know these are things that bring you money and fame and fortune and power and certainty. The most important thing for a human, for some reason, is this certainty. When you're a butterfly, you never know. You, you, you got one minute, and that's it. Now, I live with this human guy now. I got a little bit more. And I start to see see how you people work, and I start to feel a little bit more bad for you. And sometimes it's like you guys are overwhelmed with choice. Like you say, I want a green tea at a store. And they say, well, do you want gunpowder green? Do you want sentient green? Do you want passion green? Do you want peppermint? Well, I say green. Peppermint's green. And you say, oh, well, you could have some chamomile. And I say, well, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Constant comment. And they say, well, how about a, uh, something to coach your throat, uh, butterfly? Come here. Okay. I'm talking about an alternative path for all of you folks. Where instead of, you say, can I get these 10,000? Can I be so good at sharing and helping that it's, uh, it's too good to ignore me? And you might say, well, that's not. And I say, well, yeah, people might not. Uh, so good they can't ignore you. Is different than so good they must celebrate you, my friends. And the man told, chose the title for a reason. I can't tell you the reason. But I say I can and co-opt his title to make a point. Now, maybe if you, you spend these 10,000 focused hours on one skill, they say, well, geez, I want to be a, a painter, and you spend a lot of that time painting. But then in your time you're not painting, you're saying, geez, hey, can I help this person? And I can see some of you shifting in your seats. You say, who the hell is this angry butterfly giving us a morality? Listen, I'm not. I'm giving you a morality option, my friends. And maybe you need. Maybe one of you is more well-spoken than me, just a butterfly with no education other than the, you know, school of hard knocks. And by hard knocks, I mean little bratty kids knocking me around with butterfly nets. And, but you know, people like LeVar Burton knocking me via song saying they can fly higher than me. But that aside, I, I, I'm just offering you an alternative. And it, maybe you need to frame it. One of you is bright enough to say, well, I'm going to put it in the hero's journey. Much like a man, I don't know if any of you studied while you were here, Joseph Campbell, who writes books. There's a, like the Joseph Campbell companion. I know the podcast boy loves that. And he says, if you're at the be abyss jump, Bernie, the abyss of not having any more sodas. And I say, no, thank you. And then he says, well, yeah. anyway, that's personal stuff. I guess, my friends, all I'm trying to tell you is, with all the time and effort you put in to searching for certainty, you spent, you spent these four years, a lot of you, trying to focus and learning how to focus. And some of you did, and some of you were... We're top achievers, and you were focusing. You, you've got a lot of concrete skills. Some of you, the doors are already open to you. Some of you know where you're going. Some of you think you know where you're going, and a lot of you are probably lost, and some of you are probably pretty down. And I would say, okay, that makes sense. And this, I'd say also apologies. This is the first uh, speech I've ever given, and I'm a butterfly again. So I see you calling the police, uh, President, Madam President, and that's fine. I can't, you can't arrest a butterfly, so... And Mother Nature's fictional, so don't bother calling her. Plus, I think she knows I'm here, and she expected me to say much worse things about you destroying the planet Earth, so relax. But I want you to... I want, I want to offer this alternative in a very soft way to you people. Because I know this is a scary time for most of you. And maybe some of you, it's just a time where you're feeling in control and you're saying, I'm going to push away at this guy. I'm not scared of him. I'm not scared of anything. I have certainty. 
and I'm totally in control of my life. Well, I would say with the most softest heart I could imagine for a butterfly, which I can't even, I don't even know if our hearts are maybe microscopic or what. And I would say I hope that's true for you, but, but just in case it's not, I want to offer all of you, uh, it's a free chance, it's a counterintuitive chance to take 10,000 hours and to create a mindset to master sharing and compassion and kindness. And, and, and there's no should here. You, 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 maybe a few select ones of you that are grinning and batting your eyes and looking at other people and smiling and saying thank you. Maybe there were a few of you that were educated in this wonderful thing. And maybe to you it comes naturally. But to most of us, uh, in, in Mother Nature, from our, all our observations, from trillions of living creatures on this planet that are forced to share with you, we would say, hey, you could use a little work in this, and I don't think you've been taught it as a child or a young adult or an older adult, and that's fine. We're willing to wipe the slate clean at this point and just say to you, what if you become a, uh, a sharing, compassionate, empathetic enthusiast as a hobby, maybe even your secondary hobby, and you say, well, geez, I'll get 10,000 focus hours on that over the next 30 years. We'll be fine by Bernie. But more importantly, I know one of the reasons you guys are at the top of the planet is because you have this drive to both survive and procreate and stay alive. And uh, and that's part of what's driving you. you 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 got to figure this out. you got to have a concrete answer stuff. I would tell you that a lot of people say, well, that's selfish, that's ego or whatever. Well, what if I could even tell those parts of you? This is a way that you're probably going to get some happiness. Now, I can't tell you it's going to be the happiness you you wanted or expected on that golden road you're dreaming about today that most humans would come up here and, you know, give you a bunch of lines of BS and they would quote some freaking other know-it-alls and... uh you know, say, uh, and they crack a joke about, you know, this politician, and then they'd say, when I was a lad, I ate a frog. And I said to my mother, wabba, 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 and she said, my son, I love you too. But I'm just telling, I'm just offering you my, my advice, and they say, this is the worst speech you ever heard. What's my first one? I don't think it's half bad, you know. I'm not getting paid to be up here. As a matter of fact, uh, Mother Nature's imaginary. I can see you talking to that vine lady. You're not going to get a hold of her. So so in closing, I, I'd like to thank you folks for the opportunity. And for those of you that are still here, the few of you that have stayed for this whole speech, uh, you know, thank you. And I, I say, geez, you know, I can't tell you if I'm right or wrong. Because I'm a butterfly, I don't know which direction I'm flying, and I just know I'm supposed to fly. And then when I follow that instinct, I end up where I am, and people say, wow, that's beautiful watching you fly. And they don't realize all the work it is, and that's fine to be a butterfly and to fly and to flap your friggin' wings, that's really hard work. But I know everything in the hearts and the minds of a butterfly that was struck by lightning when he was too close to a snail, so somehow he developed a mammalian brain. Uh, you know, and that's a lot to lay on you humans. But tonight when you lie down in bed and you're like a little berry bursting with joy at this day and then maybe part of you's bursting with anger at the butterfly that rained on your parade and your father's like, what the heck is with that, you stupid liberal universities with these butterflies? Communist butterfly coming here, tells us to sh- Okay. My friends, anger is a natural thing. I'm an angry butterfly myself. But as you burst with that joy, and as the juicy nectar runs down your mind, and pools maybe in your lips, so you're, hopefully, you know, it's just a metaphor, you know, maybe take a little bit of that energy from that juice 
and put it into something that doesn't look like it's going to pay off. It doesn't, what, what do you mean I'm supposed to help people? I know I should, but I don't really want to. Well, I could tell you, what if there's a little butterfly-type mystery in between A, B, and C, and there's somehow there's a queue out there, and what's on the queue is pretty freaking nice. And you say, well, Jesus, if you help someone... I don't know, somehow you get cute. I don't understand. I'm a butterfly, like I said. So in summary, congratulations to all the graduates and the families on this wonderful day. Honored guests. Uh, freaking, you know, big shots up here. People that have been scoffing the whole time at me. Uh, people, lady on stage that ripped up all my doctorates that you were supposed to give me for being here. The guy that ripped off my sash. I'll get you, so we'd be ready. But I just want to tell you that the road ahead of you, it might seem like it's full of fear, full of wonderful things, and it's full of both. But, 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 but don't just look on the road for the stuff that's down the road. Look at the stuff that's freaking off the road or some other metaphor that, you know, I'm a butterfly. So thank you and have a wonderful life. And maybe freaking thinking about sharing it. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. And, uh, you know, thank you, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, I think I did pretty good. The podcast guy hasn't come in at all. So I know there's a basketball game I wanted to watch. So he might be watching that. And that's part of the reason he came. He said, oh, 250. Well, the game's on, too. So I'll be watching that. But uh, it's been an honor, you know, talking to you guys, too. And maybe the podcast guy's graduating. I don't know. Maybe uh, he's going from being totally annoying to me to, you know, saving my life, nursing me back to health. Not that I'm thankful for him because I think he's gotten a lot out of it. But, uh, you know, maybe by talking to you people, one day I won't, you know, dislike humanity. I don't know. You know, I feel bad for you guys sometimes. And, you know, thanks for listening. That's all I can say. And thanks for listening to Pot Boy for 250 episodes. I mean, I know it means a lot to him. And I know he's one of those humans that's, like, uh, terribly lost a lot of the time. And hes I can speak for him saying he's just amazed that he's made it through this path. And I'm sure he's very touched. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to all of you for listening and hopefully you're asleep already. That's all I can say. But I'm, you know, proud to be a part of this show. And I know he'd say, well, you're not a part of it. Well, I come on the show from time to time. And it's my honor. And Mr. Burton, if you're listening, we're still waiting for your apology to the Butterfly Kingdom. So we'll be waiting, all right? Good night.